Welcome to the reading of the story of immortality from the Brahma Kumaris World Spiritual University in London. The story of immortality is the fascinating tale of a seeker whose spiritual journey is woven from the factual truth of who we are, where we're coming from, where we're headed, and what we need to do. Many new points about our spiritual journey will be revealed, so listen with an open mind until the end of the story and see yourself on this journey. It is recommended that you listen in silence and stillness so that your mind is clear and quiet. Today's reading is the beginning of Chapter 9 and the teachings. Today, you will be able to answer the following nine questions. 1. What is the original home called? 2. What is Drishti? And what is our natural state? 3. As you practice Raj Yoga, what will increasingly happen? 4. What is the most sacred mystery of the known and unknown world? How is it accomplished? 5. How does each soul receive its part in the drama? What is the role of destiny? 6. What is the Supreme Father's eternal name and its meaning? And do you receive power? 7. Who is the teacher? What does he do and how? 8. Why is Shiv Baba totally detached in Brahma Baba's body? 9. Who is Brahma Baba and why is he chosen as host for the Supreme? What is the moment of meeting with the Supreme Soul known as? Chapter 9 This one, The Chariot Since your last lesson, you have spent considerable time practicing what your father calls Raja Yoga. You have found that it does not seem to matter where you sit to do this practice. After a few minutes, you are able to withdraw your consciousness from the body you are in and stabilize yourself as the tiny point of light. 
the tiny star in the forehead. As that tiny star, you find you can leave the limitations of the earth through your awareness and experience the place he describes as your original home, the place where you were with him and all other souls. You find deep comfort in the atmosphere of peace there and often become absorbed in that experience of peace to the exclusion of all other awareness. As you have been experimenting more, you find that he was right and that you do not need to drink anything or say or chant anything as you had in your days on the other side of the door when you were searching. You're so absorbed in your thoughts that you do not hear him walking toward you. Suddenly you sense his presence and find that he is settling down next to you. Your heart and your eyes rise up to greet him. He greets you with his heart and eyes as well, then after a few moments tells you that this is the greeting of souls to one another. Souls speak in the language of the eyes. This is called Trishti. Our natural state, he tells you, is silence. He then smiles at you and asks whether your practice of Raja Yoga has raised new questions inside about who this is who has come to meet you in a human form but speaks to you of souls as eternal points of light as tiny stars. He doesn't give you a chance to respond but turns so he's facing you directly and looks closely into your eyes. You fix your eyes on him and feel your natural love for him well up inside of you. He smiles and briefly puts the tip of his finger on your forehead. Inside your body, in the center of your forehead, he says, you are residing, as if in the seat of a chariot. You, the soul, are guiding the body you are in. And as you develop mastery through your practice of Raja Yoga, you will find your ability to easily guide your chariot increasing until you are barely aware of the chariot and completely aware of yourself as a being of light. He then lifts his finger to his own forehead and touches it briefly. Inside of this chariot, he says, there are two souls. The one that took this body in the womb 
and a second soul who entered after this chariot was in the final stages of his life. The second soul is the one who is teaching you. The one who is giving you love through the eyes of this chariot. The one who is your father and the father of all souls. He pauses to allow time for you to absorb what he's telling you. You lean closer to him and look deeply into his eyes. His eyes are fixed on you and you feel as if the nectar from the magical potion is pouring into you. Your love for him is absolute. Although you are quite sure you had never seen this physical body before you passed through the door to the Confluence Age. You recognize his eyes and the feeling of closeness and unbounded love each time you are with him. You at last understand the true meaning of the language of the eyes. He explains that of all of the mysteries of the known and unknown world, this mystery of the true identity of souls and the knowledge of how souls can reclaim their vast inheritance and be reunited with the Supreme Soul, their beloved, is the most sacred. In a degraded and exhausted world, it would not have been possible for him to find you and teach you if he couldn't meet you in a body and speak to you with a voice. So he has taken this body on loan. Your eyes leave his and roam quietly over the face and body of this most fortunate chariot the one who is carrying your father, the father of all souls. While you have grown fond of the physical presence over the time of your study, it is an ordinary body, and you wonder how it was that this one was chosen. Your eyes return to his, Guessing your thoughts, he continues. Each of you souls has a special role to play. In all of the drama of the world, no one else can play the role you play. Your specialities make you uniquely suited to play that part. Your destiny placed you in exactly the right place for each act of the drama. This one, whom he has entered, has this unique part to play. He is an experienced soul who has lived the full spectrum of life, and he is perfectly suited to play this part. 
His eyes, his voice, his arms are on loan to the Father of souls. Your Father tells you that his eternal name is Shiva and that it means benefactor. He has given the name of Brahma to the one whose body is on loan. It seems to you that the discovery you have made in your Confluence Aged study is that nothing is as it appears to be. That the outer and visible world of matter is just the skin of the real eternal world. And that the unlimited truth of the world dwells inside of that skin. It is not your body that is you, but the tiny star inside the body that is your true self. It is not the bottle or even the magical potion inside the bottle that gives you power, but the invisible stream of love connecting you to the Supreme. And now you understand that it is not the tall form of this physical person who met you to teach you, but the brilliant living seed within this form who is teaching you and planting the sapling of the new world. You look at him, you the soul, linking to the invisible third eye in the center of the forehead of this very fortunate chariot and you signal your understanding. He continues to explain. Teachings No one in the world knows that the Supreme Father, the Supreme Soul, sits in this one's body and gives knowledge. I enter this one's ordinary body. I take the support of this body. Whatever actions I perform, I perform them through this one, or I inspire him to perform them. When I enter into the body of this human being, I sit in the center of the forehead next to the human soul. I am a guest. I enter and leave at my own will. Once I receive the organs, I become the master of this body and I begin to speak through the organs. I enter with the specific aim to speak knowledge and I remain totally detached. I come into sound so that I can take everyone beyond sound. I come into the corporeal world, into a corporeal body 
so that I can make my children complete and perfect. Always keep this in your consciousness, that it is your incorporeal Father who has descended into the corporeal world, into a physical body, and who is speaking to you. I am the one who is teaching. This one does not teach. I am the one who is sitting in this one's body, his chariot and teaching. I call him the lucky chariot. I come in an incognito way to explain to my children. Listen to me with this understanding. Your mind carefully turns over what your father is telling you, and you wonder about the one whom he is calling the lucky chariot. Who was this one who was deemed worthy of such an elevated role in this drama? Sensing that you want to know more about the chariot, your father obliges. This one, whom I named Brahma, did not know his own births. I adopted an old experienced body. No one is as experienced as he is. Brahma's soul is as old as a kalpa. He has gone through the entire cycle, from the very first birth in the Golden Age to the last birth in the Iron Age. His role is from the beginning to the end. He has within him experiences of the whole tree and so is very mature. He was born in India at the end of the Iron Age, and his name was Lekraj. He was a jeweler, a successful businessman of diamonds and precious jewels. He was a very strong devotee with a deep love for the truth. As a seeker of truth, he encountered many scholars whose advice he sought and respected. He lived with his family in a community in which he was highly regarded. He was an ordinary human being, fulfilling his duties and responsibilities with honesty and love. When I incarnated, it is with this one that I made contact. I entered his life in his age of retirement to grant him the fruits of his devotion. This auspicious moment of our meeting is called the Confluence.
you wonder what it must have been like for this man, Lacrage, to have had the Supreme Soul enter his body. The one who has been called the ocean of love, the ocean of knowledge, must have given this ordinary one such an experience. Your father guesses your thoughts. Brahma was amazed. Then he pauses briefly and seems to turn over the organs of the instrument to Brahma to tell of his own experience. The voice that speaks is the same, but the one who is speaking is the human being who you now understand is the host. I had a vision in which Father Shiva said, Remember me, and all your sins will be destroyed. This was something new for me. Then Father Shiva gave me a vision of establishment, of a new world, and destruction of the old world. At that time I did not have full understanding of what the Father was explaining. I just had the feeling that there was some unique power that had entered me. At night, when I was sleeping, I felt so light. It was as if I was flying. However, I did not understand the depth of anything. After that almighty power entered me, unusual things began to happen. When I would look at people, some of them would have visions. The eyes of these people would close, and when I asked, what is happening? They would reply that they saw paradise, or that they saw a divine being. This was something that took me time to understand. I took leave from my business and went away to Benares to try and understand. I would sit for long hours in solitude, thinking of the Father and what He was saying through me. I spent those days drawing and writing of the things that were being revealed to me. I did nothing else. Finally, I understood that the Father was guiding me to do this in preparation for my role. When Father Shiva entered my body and showed me the scenes of the destruction of the old world, I realized that the old world was going to go through difficult times. And I began to think to myself that I should forget about this worldly business and just do spiritual business. Instead of dealing with perishable diamonds and jewels, I should now deal with the imperishable jewels of spiritual knowledge. 
when I was made to understand that I was to become a self-sovereign. I experienced happiness inside. Because of these realizations, I renounced everything. I understood that this was the right thing to do. Do listen next week for the continuation of the seeker's journey. Om Shanti, which means I am a peaceful soul, and so I acknowledge all listeners too as peaceful souls. Om Shanti.